Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. Joining us here for episode 88, double eights. Uh, I'm Tom, joined as always by Jim. Jim, it's great to be with you. How are you? I am good. It is good to be with you as well, Tom. It has been hot here this week. I don't know what it's been like in Michigan, but it has been. Oh, yeah. Scorcher. Like we've been in the 90s for like three straight days. We're going to get a little relief at the high of 87 today. Um, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> relief quote unquote relief, uh, right. i think we're gonna be in the low 80s today we had some storms roll through last night so maybe that'll come your way in the next couple of days yeah it's been, well, it's been, the, it's, been the, it's been the tale of two two sides of the coin here in michigan you know spring sports have been going on for a couple of my kids early season it just was not comfortable at all windy cold blustery and now we're on the opposite end it's so hot that it's just you're making sure they're hydrated and staying cool as best you can. And, um, you know, there, my daughter had a soccer game yesterday and there were two water breaks in each of the respective halves because of the temperature. Again, I'm, and I'm grateful that that's a built in part of, of that process for those that are not subbing in and out all the time. So, yeah. So the weather on the nines with two spot monkeys live. I, I know. What have you? If you've come to expect nothing else from us, know that you're going to probably get us starting with something other than pro wrestling talk. Right, right. Uh, the fully posable wrestling figure podcast that I I listen to every week kind of has that same uh, problem, I guess, for lack of a better word. I don't. It's not a problem, but um, and they always joke about ten minutes in, like. We are a wrestling figure podcast. We swear. We really are. <laughs> you know, I understand. The, the struggle is real. Uh, well, talking of struggling, Tom, uh, that oh. was a nice segue. Uh, we have a head-to-head update after WrestleMania Backlash, or WrestleMania Rematch, as I called it last week. Um, uh, there were, how many were there? There were six matches on the show. Uh, we had one difference. And uh, that was the Edge and AJ Styles match. Uh, I was right on that one. So four and two for me, three and three for you, uh, which leaves us. I actually have the stats this time. Tell me if I I, do. One time a year, I remember. Um, Even when we talk about that, we're going to do it. Uh, I have the records at 42 and 20 for me, 39 and 23 for you. That That is is accurate. I don't like like it, but that is accurate. And we we have three officially cards left to pick. Although there's a report out there of a of a NXT in your house the weekend of Hell in a Cell, uh, so there may be four cards to pick. Um, it sounds like, anyways. The only thing I'm one the one thing when I saw that date, Tom, uh, we talked about head to head and backlash in a second here. Was it's interesting that they haven't officially announced it and we're less than a month out. Um, we're like three weeks out now, and they're not obviously NXT doesn't air again until Tuesday. So they're going to have three Tuesdays to build that card. Not that I think there's certainly been things going on that I think they can easily, you know, are headed places that they can make matches for that card pretty quickly. But um, it's just interesting. Usually it's more than a month out. They at least announce the date. Um, not so much this time there. They're kind of almost hot shot in it, it seems. But it does well, sound like it-, it happened at the Performance Center. So. And to that end, it's a little interesting because of that latter aspect, the hot shutting it per se, because it's not on a traditional Tuesday. Like, you know, if it was like they've done in the past, uh, Halloween Havoc or what Spring Breaking. Yeah, Spring Breaking. Yep. A great, great uh, callback there, even though it was like two weeks ago. Um, 
the fact that it's a standalone, you know, streaming, or do they call these premium live events too? I don't, I, I don't even know. Um, I don't like, think right, the Tuesday right. ones they do, but, but I think the weekend ones that used to be takeovers. Right. Uh, right. I, I don't know if they're calling them premium live events, but probably because it's WWE. Well, and, and, and did you say you believe it's going to be at the performance center? Cause I think that's still up in the air perhaps. I, I think it's up in the air, but, um, Sean Ross Sapp, when I was listening to him, said his his best guess is the Performance Center, partially, I think, because of the timeline. Like, if you're going to put tickets on sale, like, that needs to happen now um, if you're going to be doing the show in three weeks. So I, wa- I wonder if they somehow, some way, if the date would be open, they'd run at the same venue where Helena Sal is going to be, and they just try to get that same crowd. Yeah, that, that, that at this point, I wouldn't send it anywhere that wasn't Hell in a Cell. Right, precisely, um, precisely. Yeah, if you're going to put it on the road, I would send it to Chicago um, and and probably use the same venue because otherwise you're trying to set up two venues and that's, from a cost standpoint, that would be silly. Um, yeah, they don't, they Chicago don't have, probably Jim, would sell tickets within three weeks. Honestly, yeah. Chicago probably would. That's a city you could probably do. And you said they're going to be in cost. You, they don't have anything to worry about related to cost. They are no, like... No, it got, it got cash coming well, out their ears, coming out their nostrils, budget, coming out their... Budget cuts. Mm-hmm. They keep cutting people for budget cuts. Obviously, money's terrible. Oh, golly. Okay. <laughs> well, Three so just on, on the whole head-to-head, right? So I'm three down. Let's we, go back we, there, yeah. We definitely know that there's three events, potentially four now with this potential NXT. So the nervous part about this for me is I've not been, you know, behind at this juncture yet in our, in the, you know, almost 24 months since we've started this and uh and that means i'm going to have to have at least per per show if not more one difference than you and i don't want to do that just to like be opposite but like i have to gain ground somehow so here's hoping that as the double or nothing card comes together that, it, that there are some tough decisions to make um i don't even want to We'll talk about backlash here in a second, which may lead to some hell in a cell conversation. Who the heck knows? Um, and then Forbidden Door again is going to be like probably the real wild card. So I don't, it's not it's not over, and I'm not giving up. But I um, to say that I'm not a little bit already sweating. You know, the next uh, two months here, uh, six weeks, seven weeks. I'd be lying. So you're a great competitor. I love that we do this as friends. And then for the content here, I gotta, I gotta come back. I gotta keep the streak going. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, you know, the forbidden door is the one without knowing the card. Honestly, I haven't even heard rumored matches other than just fans like us speculating, you know, wouldn't it be cool to see this, 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 um, I haven't even seen a single rumor. So if they're out there, I haven't seen them. Um, Forbidden Door to me is a show that I could see us picking completely chalk and both of us having exactly the same picks. Or I could see out of, you know, let's say there's nine or 10 matches because it's an AEW pay-per-view. So we got to put 87 different people on the show and there'll still be 56 that didn't make it. Um, Especially when half of the show is going to be in NJPW. There's going to be a ton of people that should be on that show that aren't. Um, Unless maybe they'll do a Battle Royal or a, you know, New Japan Rumble kind of thing. Um, I could see something like that. Ring of Honor, New Japan did that. Um, it, it, that could be a show where either, yeah, we have the same picks all the way down or we have a bunch of different picks. Um, so that's going to be really interesting just to see how that plays out. 
and as the card comes together, um, which I think will quickly start happening probably after Double or Nothing. Maybe there'll be a little bit before, but uh, AEW's obviously got a big pay-per-view here in a couple couple more weeks, so um, it, it's hard to promote both at this point for them. So it'd be interesting to see. And then you'd never know, like you said, with WWE, I mean, again, as we talk about Backlash, I think we can, pre- we can predict what we think may be coming at Hell in a Cell, but they'll turn on a dime sometimes on these things too. So uh, I'm pretty sure, though, Ezekiel and Elias versus Kevin and Ken Owens should be uh, in the Hell in a Cell. Have you seen Raw for Monday? So I started to watch Raw, and then the week kept getting busier and busier. And I said, even though I enjoy Backlash, spoiler, I know we're going to talk about that in a minute, but I did really enjoy Backlash. So I, I was actually kind of excited to watch Raw. Um, I only got through, I think, the first 35 to 40 minutes. And then I just said, you know what? Throw in the towel. <laughs> there are so, there are other other fish to fry this week. So do you understand what I'm saying about Ken Owens at this I point? Just, I I do. So I saw okay. that there was a okay. segment with Ezekiel on the ring and Ken Owens came to the ring. Which is that Kevin Owens' brother? Is that is that? Yeah, his older brother. Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. Well, and clearly because the hair. I mean, it's obviously his right. older brother. Hair totally represents an older older gentleman's hairstyle. So. Absolutely. I haven't watched the segment. I've just seen the stills and, you know, I need to probably go on YouTube and catch it because Kevin Owens somehow has made this angle watchable because Kevin Owens is great. Um, So I I do want to kind of seek it out because I have to admit he's, or I have to believe that he's just phenomenal in pulling off the ridiculousness of the whole thing. Um, So kudos to Kevin Owens. I still think it's a huge step back, but I mean, you wrestled Stone Cold Steve Austin in the main event at WrestleMania, and you didn't get on the Backlash card. What? And, <laughs> um, and, and from a fandom standpoint, for someone who enjoys his work, yeah, big bummer. On the other end of the coin, and I don't know why, like you're gonna go, gosh, you don't, you so 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 like not from a fan's perspective. Jim, every every week, every two weeks when he gets paid, the checks are the same. Yep. Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, from, a, so, from a setting up his family standpoint, it sounds like he got a a really nice contract from all the reports when he re-signed. Um, and that's, that was important to him. And um, again, I know I mentioned him a lot, but Sean Ross Sapp says that he will never uh, <clears throat> try and understand the what drives people who make that level of money. Like for some people, it is the art and it's everything for some people. They want to set their family up. And if that's the best money is from WWE, then you'll deal with some of the other crap because you know that you're setting your grandchildren up, you know, for not needing anything yeah. and, and a legacy. So, you know, who are we to say what's right or wrong? And and kudos to Kevin Owens for, you know, doing what's right for his family. But from from strictly like you said, a fan and a creative and all of that standpoint, you just have to go, ugh. But he's somehow making it entertaining. So again, showing how incredible of a performer the guy is. That guy can make chicken salad out of chicken. Uh, <clears throat> you know. Well, and and the whole idea again, like you said, not him him as being one example, and there could be multiple of not being on WrestleMania rematch. I mean, WrestleMania backlash. Like again, the enti- the fact that they literally only had six matches is pretty unbelievable. Like there was they didn't even squeeze something on on the kickoff, which I was I was surprised by. 
So um, Which now after not doing that at WrestleMania and not doing it here, like maybe that's their new thing, which, okay, because now you what you've just done for me personally is told me I don't even need to worry about the kickoff show. Yeah, it's not Lots of times I wouldn't anyways because it wasn't a super important match to anyways most of the time. WrestleMania sometimes it was. It was a title match or something. But um, yeah, you've just told me exactly. It's not important and cool. Then I won't, I won't even have a slight inkling like, oh, I'd like to see that Kofi Kingston versus Butch match or whatever, you know, that they might put on there. Um, <clears throat> if they find Butch, I think they found Butch, but I don't know. I haven't watched SmackDown in a while. I read the reports, so I keep up, but I think they found it. He's like Hornswoggle. He's running around. Anyways, so backlash thoughts. We've kind of tiptoed around them. Um, I've got the results here. I click the right tab. There they are. Um, yeah, I think this event came in at like just about two hours, two and a half hours or so, give or take. A little more. Uh, on Peacock, it's 2.50. Two, okay. But um, but a little bit of that at the end is um, just, it says the signal has been lost from the venue. So yeah, 2.30 to 2.40-ish. Um, so it was a nice, um, you know, well, I, I was stuck at home on Monday waiting for a plumber, unfortunately. Um, so I was able to, to watch the entire show. Uh, I thought, well, I'll start it. And then when the plumber gets here, I'll, you know, obviously turn it off and then I'll go to work after, uh, the plumber didn't show up until 4.15. So, uh, nice. You know, it so should have been, if it was a son of a plumber, it would have been Dusty Rhodes and then. Right. And, and maybe it would have been. I don't want to say more on time because they didn't give me a time. They just said they would get somebody here as soon as they could. And it was a Monday. I get it. But maybe you could say that their work was backed up. It probably was. There were probably a lot of people like me because my plumbing issue started on Saturday night, but I didn't want to pay a weekend uh, emergency fee. So I waited for Monday since there wasn't water leaking out of anywhere. So, But uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a backed up day. Um so I got to watch it all on Monday. You watched it on Monday, I believe, as well. Um, I probably should have messaged you and been like, hey, I'm watching it. We can talk back and forth, uh, <laughs> depending on where we were. Um, we may not have been lined up. Our, we do have an hour time difference. but um, So, yeah, nothing on the kickoff show, because those aren't important. That's fine by me. So we started with Cody and Seth, and uh, Cody gets the win, uh, reversing a, a roll-up and grabbing the tights, which Rollins had just grabbed the tights. So it wasn't, it, it's interesting that that makes it a baby face move because Rollins had done it. <laughs> so there was, there's no inkling in the storytelling that, you know, Cody's moving towards a heel persona and, and he shouldn't because they don't have top baby faces um, like in that company, basically right now outside of Drew. And even that's, you know, is the, is Drew seen as Drew McIntyre seen as highly as he should be? I don't think so. Um, wow, I was just going to ask if Drew McIntyre had a match on this show. Uh, um, so it was a good show, but it wasn't a memorable show, apparently. But um, and, and, and that's the thing when you watch it in five days elapse to to recall like exactly the specifics can't can be challenging. So it can be. Yeah, but oh, let's start with the overall question though, because you mentioned this, I think, earlier. How how do you feel about the show overall? Oh, overall, I thought it was a really strong show. I thought, from the in ring perspective, which is something I'm very high on, I liked a lot of what we got. I think four of the six matches were 
you know, very good to approaching, dare I say the word great. Um, you know, the only two things that, you know, were, they were passable and they were just kind of there for me is almost versus Lashley and, and, and Corbin versus Moss. And again, there was nothing blatantly like offensive about those matches, but when you compare them to the other four and, and, and the type of clash that you had, just the comparison's not equal. And I 100% agree. I'm, I'm in that same boat. I, I thought four matches were very, very good. Um, and the other two were fine for what they were. Um, you know, to me, Moss and Corbin could have been the kickoff match. And you, there, there are other stories you probably could have gotten another match on the card. Um, almost Lashley could have been that too. And hey, now they're going to be in a solid steel cage next week on Raw. Yay. I like um, how you said it's a solid steel cage as opposed to like, a, a loose steel cage. A loose steel cage. <laughs> I was trying to think of the opposite of solid. Um, I was going to say liquid. I was going to say, I was gonna, I was gonna say liquid, but there's no such thing as a, a liquid, liquid steel cage. Liquid steel cage. Uh, that sounds terrifying. And like, <laughs> let's just stop. Uh, we'll stop down that road. Who knows where that's leading? But it doesn't feel good. Well, um, if they have the match on Splashdown Live, I'm, I'm sorry, SmackDown Live. <laughs> so, but. so, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I thought for a show I was not at all excited about seeing, and I think I said last week, like, if I don't see it, that'll be fine. Um, I, I, I'm i not upset that I took the two and a half hours and, and watched it. I was doing a few things. I was working from home, so I was working while it was on. You know, I can't say that I gave it my full attention for that two and a half hours, but I think I paid enough attention to be able to say, oh, it was a good show. Yeah, and I would say the four matches that really were the highlights to me were the matches I gave the most time and attention to. I was working in the background um, while this was on as well. Um, so not full attention other than the main event. Um, but let, let, let's finish. You started running down the results. You gave us match one. Give us the rest of the matches really quickly here in order. And then let's just kind of talk about what was – or what were the maybe one or two things that stood out to you or what was like, your favorite match? Yep. Uh, second match was almost over Bobby Lashley. He gets the win there. Uh, third, Damian Priest being banned from ringside edge defeats AJ Styles when the newest member of Judgment Day uh, in a, a hoodie and mask um, totally covered up so you could not, you, you were supposed to not be able to tell who it was, um, interfered. And that, of course, then the unmasking was, it was Rhea Ripley. And you had Byron Saxon go, who is he? Who is he? I was like, Byron, stop. Look right. at the legs. Look at the legs, dude. And nothing against Rhea, and nothing against Rhea Ripley's legs. I mean, there probably are some men who have legs that are less than that, but it was pretty obvious. Right. And and even some of her movements, she tried really hard not to be noticeable in her movements, I thought. I thought that was a good uh, try from her to, to make it as covered as she could. Um, but yeah, it was real. Um, I kind of like too, and, and I know we're veering into, you know, the commentary piece, but that when she took the hood off, she had her back or took the mask down. I think she had her back still to the camera. So the crowd reacted and then she turned around and you saw who it was. I thought that was pretty cool that you got the crowd reaction first and then the TV, um, which was a good pop, at least audibly. I guess I didn't watch because WWE pipes in so much of their flipping crowd noise 
Um, and sometimes it's interesting to watch when there's a big pop and you see everybody sitting on their hands in the stands and you're like, oh, good. WWE told us we were supposed to like that. Um, anyways, so Edge got the win there and uh, I uh, also got the win there because that was the, the one difference in our head to head. The SmackDown Women's Title I Quit match. I think we're going to talk about this a little bit, or I'd like to. Ronda Rousey uh, over Charlotte Flair. Phenomenal. Um, we'll talk more in a minute about that. Then, of course, the uh, popcorn match, I guess. Madcap Moss. Change the name for the love of goodness. Uh, over Happy Corbin. And then in the main event, the six-man match that meant nothing. The uh, Bloodline, Roman Reigns, and the Usos over Riddle, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre, who I just forgot was on the show three minutes ago. Uh, sorry, Drew. And I like Drew McIntyre. He's on my fantasy wrestling team. Well, Maddie didn't give me any points on Sunday, but I still took over first place, so it was okay. Um, Annette's not listening live right now, but sorry, Annette. It's heck of a run, and you're I'm still very worried about you. So don't don't give up. Um yeah, so I overall, Tom, like what what were the standout or or things that stuck with you? Yeah, show. so well, so it was so funny when the Edge and, and AJ Styles match at the ring. The first thing I go, all right, is is this going? How is this going? Twenty five plus? Are we getting the standard standard Edge time limit? You know, going on, and and I don't recall how long it went, but it didn't feel very long. I felt and it felt really, really good. Um, you know, and 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 I kept thinking, wow, this has actually been a, a really enjoyable feud. So I'm glad that it's continuing. Um, they're really making it from my perspective as being something where you really want to see AJ Styles get his revenge whenever and however that comes about. So that's exciting. I know that Damian Priest is still in the mix, you know, on judgment day. And, and then now you've added Finn Balor to AJ's kind of like plight for lack of a better term. The club. I, again, I was, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. There's, there's, there's history ish there. Both of them were part of the bullet club at one point in new Japan. And, um, yeah, so that could be an interesting thing that they, that they do and, 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 mil and milk 15 minutes, 24 seconds, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. So under, again, under 20 minutes edge, what, what's going on? Right. <laughs> Did your contract change? Yep. Is now that, that he's omnipotent, um, sits on the omnipotent mountain. The promos aren't doing it for me today, but <laughs> it's okay. I, uh, yeah, I, I kind of like that they're putting Finn with him um, from what I heard, because I did not watch all of Raw. I watched just the beginning of it like you and then got busy and then NXT and Dynamite come the next two days. And those both have more of my attention than than Raw. Um, Liv Morgan got beat down on Monday night uh, by Rhea and then Finn and AJ came out, but like both did their like full poses and, and slow entrance while Liv's getting beat up. Um, so they weren't coming to help live. They were just coming out and had a match, I think, with Damian Brees next. Um, Finn or AJ did, one of them. Um, so I don't know if you had, like, if, if they make AJ and Finn a, a group or a tag team um, that sticks together for anything more than a match or three, you had lived to that. You have a six-person intergender match. Um, you know, Edge, Damian, and, and Rhea versus AJ, Finn, and Liv. That could be interesting-ish. I don't know. I like Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea together. Like, that's an interesting group to me. The promos that I've caught, I don't love. Like, I just, they're not connecting for me. 
I love House of Black's promos. So it's not that it's the dark, you know, whatever. Um, and no, this is not House of Black on Wish, like some people are saying. Um, it's it's not. Edge Ed was doing the dark character long before Aleister Black, Malachi Black was a thing. So calm down, people. It's not copying House of Black. But nonetheless, I don't know. It's fun. Yeah, it is. It is fun, and and it's been a good thing for, and I think it will continue to be a good thing for Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest. And it, and it, and it was surprising because when Damian Priest lost the U.S. title, it kind of kind of seemed to be a man without a path, and then this helped kind of reinvigorate him and give him a story. Um, I I have a hard time picking a favorite match because I really enjoyed the four we mentioned: Cody, Seth, AJ, Edge. The women's title match and the main event, all all on a on a similar but different level. Like each of them had their their own unique things uh, that just added that added that 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 made something stick out for them. But they were all super high quality. If you were pressing me, I probably would say I liked the main event the most because of the multitude of people involved. I, I will say my critique of the main event is having Roman pin Riddle was a bummer for me because I feel like you could have given Riddle a chance to be a challenger for Roman. Not that he can't, because again, we talk about this almost every time we talk about WWE. They don't think that wins and losses matter. Well, you've pinned Riddle right here, and again, granted, you, you caught him off off guard with a spear, so it's not like Riddle was necessarily like beaten down and defeated it just he got caught with 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 what a move that puts a lot of people down right nonetheless like i keeping the bloodline strong here wasn't something that you had to do in my opinion especially if if we're headed to and again i know clash of the castles way down the pike because we talked about it last week and that's probably where you're getting mcintyre roman if not for the first time it'll be the blow off because the i don't know if you've seen this i think i saw it on uh, WWE's Facebook this morning, they were promoting like uh, like a hotel package for Clash of the Castle. And the graphics have McIntyre and there's a sword and then in the reflection of the sword, there's other talents and then Roman on the other side. So if that's not the, if that's not the destination, you know, you're, you're, you're certainly pulling the wool over our eyes there, WWE. Yeah, and, and it's... I don't know like it has to be that like we all knew roman and brock was the the destination for wrestlemania not that i'm going to put clash of the castle at the level of wrestlemania but come on you know well you've got to have a uk talent in in the main event like you just have to you would think for your first big uk show like this in a long long time it's got to be drew if it's not drew it's got to be gunther and you haven't built gunther up enough you know I think that'd be really, really cool. Like I've said a few times, but I don't. I don't think WWE's thinking that way at all. I hope he has a featured spot on the card, and they're stupid if they don't give him like some sort of a good story to either have him just whoop somebody and kill somebody, um, or or maybe even I. I could see Gunther winning a U.S. title by then if you, you know, are going to move Theory on to something else, um, whether he beats Theory or somebody else beats Theory and he beats that person. Um, that's all happening on SmackDown, right? No, it's not. It's the Intercontinental title that's on SmackDown. So um, I, I, I like the, I like the idea of him being Intercontinental champion 
more only because of his international flair. Makes a ton more sense than the U.S. champion in England. Wow. As I was speaking all of that, I'm like, none of this happens on SmackDown. Um, and I, I love the, I love the, the that we're not letting go of the narrative of you don't know who's on which brand. It's my favorite part right. about. I wish recording. it was a narrative and not just true. Uh, um, hey, Jim, I tried to cover for you. It's a narrative. Right. I wish it was a bit we were doing, but goodness <laughs> gracious. Uh, part, okay, but to my defense, Lacey Evans, they've been showing her return vignettes on SmackDown. They had a, a segment last week where the announcer apparently turned her heel because she was talking about how Lacey wants you to make sure she you give her the proper respect she deserves. She comes out baby over overly baby facing it. And now they moved her to Raw. Now they're doing her videos on Raw, and apparently she's been moved to Raw as a heel. Like so WWE can't be bothered to remember where anybody works. Why should I? They um, the left and the right hand do not cooperate. The left and the right hand aren't even attached to the same body on that. I mean, that, I mean, is, that is true, yes. They're, they're just not even connected. Anyways, um, we could go off on a rant about that. What was your favorite match on Sunday? Uh, or on, the, on the event? Rousey Flair for me. Okay, uh, I enjoyed those other three that we talked about uh, a lot. Um, so it's not like it was Rousey Flair and then everything else was just terrible. Um, Rousey Flair to me was the match they should have had at WrestleMania. Even whether it was an I quit match or not. But like that level of a match, that level of intensity, Ronda brought her working boots on Sunday. I don't know what lit a fire under her finally, because I feel like she has been just sleepwalking through this run from the moment she came out for the Rumble. Um, I mean, she's a terrible promo to begin with. Folks, there's a thing called a manager or a spokesperson or a counselor or a whatever, legal counsel hype man I, and you got some people who can do it paul Heyman with ronda rousey would make a ton of sense i don't know quite how you work that in with the bloodline if they're going to keep him with the bloodline so i understand that one you had malcolm bibbins he didn't want to stay because you treated him like crap um so he got out you've got la Knight starting night model management there there are people in that world Pat McAfee could be your mouthpiece. I don't know. Um, stop making her cut promos. But she brought her working boots on Sunday, and and she was invested, and I thought it was a really, really strong match. Easily her best match in, in this return run. Um, not that she's had a lot of them. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I think you and I both said we expect she's going to hold that belt until WrestleMania. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how she does against other Smackdown and which who the uh cupboards are a little bare over on Smackdown. Um Sa Sasha's on SmackDown, right? The women both Sasha and is. Naomi. Okay. Sasha that, and Naomi. And if they can get the tag titles off of them, you got two challengers right there. I'm not as Shane excited about there. I'm not excited about Naomi, but I am super excited about Sasha. I think I think Sasha Ronda with some build behind it could be and I don't I don't think they've ever met before. That crackpot research team uh, will will double check that. I I, I I'm gonna. Me, but. I'll put I'll put my negative three matches on the line against uh, that being true or not. Which maybe I should. So say. I mean, if you're wrong, it goes to uh, negative six behind negative six. Uh, 
Royal Rumble 2019, Ronda Rousey defeated Sasha Banks. Oh, okay. Well, good. I'm glad we didn't make that bet in reality. It was just <laughs> oh, I accepted it. I, it was, I, accepted. It was, I didn't know if you heard that. Theoretical. <laughs> the, the theoretical uh, idea. Right. Um, so Tom's negative six. Uh, moving forward. Um. <laughs> and, and again, well, I'll respect 2019, while the calendar would say that was three years ago, in our Feels life, like because of what we've lived, yeah, does not feel like three years ago. No, no, 100% agreed. Um, I, you know, now they've given Charlotte a storyline reason. Apparently, she's going to take a little time off here. I think that's fine. I like cycling people in and out. Well, I say SmackDown covered is bare, it doesn't have to be. Like, you have some talented women on that roster that you've done nothing with. You have women in NXT that you could bring up that are talented and you could make important Raquel Rodriguez um, is on, you know, SmackDown. They've just brought her up. You could make her seem very important very quickly. If you had her feuding with Rhonda, if it was a prolonged, like a couple of month feud, don't, don't just feed her to Rhonda. Rhonda kills her in 30 seconds. Don't do that to Raquel. She's good. Don't do that. But Raquel would be an interesting one to build to. Um, Shayna is on, is on SmackDown. And that's a story they've never really gotten to. Uh, they had them smile at each other at the Royal Rumble and then did nothing with that. Um, I, that's a story. That's a, goodness gracious. Story writes itself. That's an easy one. Uh, so they can do things, but it'll be interesting to see what Ronda does um, over the next almost year, if we're right about her title reign. Um, or, I mean, and she could lose it and win it back, certainly, at some point in there, too. Um, but I don't know that you, I, I don't know that I would do that because I think you want Rhonda being the unbeatable champion when she runs into the man at WrestleMania next year, whether that's Becky Lynch winning the Rumble again or or whatever. And, and, and if it's me, that would be Becky Lynch, the man at WrestleMania, not Becky Lynch, the drip thing, whatever she does right now, which is a great character, but that wouldn't be what I would that wouldn't be the character I would put up against Ronda Rousey. And if something happened that causes Becky to go, I'm done with that. I'm the man. And it's the man versus Rousey at mania. Sell me tickets. Yeah. Uh, bright, bright lights, big city of LA. There's few, few matches that it can be on that stage. That's one of them. Right. That main events, night one, rock and Roman, not uh, main events, night two. That would be, if they can pull that off, Although I would not have Rock and Roman be for the title. So the only bad part of that is you have the title or titles if they go back to two by then. Um, not as a main event at Mania, which would be very, very weird. Um, but what a cool problem to have if you have three or four matches that should main event WrestleMania and two and only two nights to do it. And please don't make WrestleMania three nights. Please don't do that. Um, it's a long enough weekend. Um, so yeah, Rousey to me, Rousey and, and Charlotte was great. Um, Charlotte's taking some time off for whatever reason. Don't know what it is. I Don't think care. she's going to get married. I think, I think, I think oh. her, impending, her impending wedding is, uh, is not too far. I, Good. my invite Good. has not come in the mail yet. So that would, I don't, I don't know for sure. So, so it must be a little further off then. I mean, if your invite hasn't shown up yet, yeah. it must be a little further off. Uh, because so I'm yeah, than Andrade, that's why. Sort of right, right. Yeah, you, you're, you're an ingornable. Um, <laughs> um, I agree with you on the six man. Um, 
you know, I, I had thrown the idea out that it would be really cool to have Riddle pin Roman. Um, and it would have been. And then they did the exact opposite of that, which, okay. Um, my assumption is, pure assumption, when you decided Roman was going to get the win because Hogan must pose, basically. Um, Roman. Roman and Hogan each has five letters. Yeah, it does. That's an interesting correlation. Uh, I, and I, as I said, like, and the reason I say Hogan must pose is, you know, that was always the the mantra back in the day. Hogan had to go over at the end because he had to do his pose routine. I feel like every pay-per-view has to end with Roman standing there and holding his title or both titles now. Um, and sure enough, that's exactly how the pay-per-view went off the air. Um, so you decide Roman's going to get the win. Drew, you're saving Drew for Clash of the Castle, so you don't want to pin Drew. Okay, that makes sense. I'm going to guess Randy Orton is probably the challenger at either Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. Because if you're looking at top-level title matches for two stadium shows, Randy Orton fits the bill on the SmackDown side, when, especially unless unless Drew gets one of those two, which then leads to the Clash of the Castle match. Um, I think Cody could be there, perhaps, at one of those matches. Um, speaking of Cody, have you seen the Money in the Bank commercial that Cody did? No. So Cody does a Money in the Bank commercial uh, where he's standing in Allegiant Stadium and talking about Money in the Bank and one man and one woman, one woman, one man and one woman, there we go, each win the chance of a lifetime to main event WrestleMania. Okay. Okay. Now, either Cody misspoke and WWE is so stupid that they didn't edit it and have him say the right thing. Or are we changing what money in the bank is? And then if that's so, what is the Royal Rumble for? Now, you have potentially two titles. Let's say they split the titles back before WrestleMania, which wouldn't shock me. Um, So you could have the money in the bank winners win a shot at WrestleMania, and then the Royal Rumble winners win the other shot, and then try. you have to figure out how to sort that out. But why would you have somebody in May win a shot for WrestleMania next year? Like, yeah, and, 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 and it's not what they're doing. But well, and, and, my, and my thought too is, as I heard, as I heard you there, the immediate, the immediate thing goes, okay, well, so if that's the path they go, then like this Rumble become for a shot at SummerSlam, but January to July or August is even longer, <laughs> right? I mean, and, 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 unless that's what you're going to do, and again, like. <sighs> Could could they sh- could they shift the entire like mantra of their of their promotion and like look to build these long term stories, which is a, a a thought of yesteryear, uh, not of the more recent times, but again, what's old is new sometimes, and who knows? I, that's weird. I I I I now look forward to seeing this ad to yeah. see a if it remains the same or if it does get changed or when something comes out about Money in the Bank, if that is now the shift. And the whole thing of Money in the Bank, the reason that it's Money in the Bank is that you can cash it in anytime, anywhere, all of that. That's why it's Money in the Bank, because you're almost guaranteed to win the title unless you blow your chance, which we've seen a couple of times. Um, More often than not, those have been pre-announced. I'm going to challenge you next week or at SummerSlam or whatever. Um, And they haven't taken advantage of the Money in the Bank piece of it um yeah I, I i had heard about it and then i would think on raw i think it was raw it could have been backlash um 
I saw the ad come up and I was like, oh, I wanted to watch that and and see if that is, see if it's just somebody's misinterpreting what he's saying. And I'm like, oh no, he clearly says the chance to main event WrestleMania, which I guess you you have the chance because you could say, you know, we've heard people say, I'm going to win the money in the bank and then cash it in at WrestleMania. Okay. And Seth Rollins did actually do just that uh, back in the day. I don't know. It's just, it was... It was weird that, that it was in a WWE produ- produced commercial, like not not Cody talking live on the mic and he misspeaks. Okay, hey, that could happen. I, you know, he's human. Whatever, anybody could do it. But this was like a produced. He's standing in Allegiant Stadium talking about, you know, Money in the Bank coming to to Las and he's Vegas. He's not. He's not just talking about himself. He's talking about one man yeah, and yeah, one woman. General, like one man yeah. and one woman win the chance to right, right, not. Not, I'm going to be in the Money in the Bank, and when I win, I'm going to cash in, in at WrestleMania. Nope, not at all. That, that you win the chance to main event WrestleMania by winning Money in the Bank. Really weird. Really weird. Uh, um, I guess we got to get through Hell in a Cell before we really you know, start to build to that proper, but um, I don't know. Anything else on Backlash, Tom? No. Again, I think if WWE continues with this, you know, two and a half, two hours and a 45 minute, you know, platform for, for events like backlash. I don't think you can do this at money in the bank. I don't think you do this at SummerSlam, but I would imagine Helen cell comes in right around this clash at the castle, whatever else comes at the, at us in the fall, aside from maybe survivor series. The, 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 the timing was easily digestible and it was high quality. So I think those two things are part of a winning uh, formula for an entertaining show. Yep. And, and I think especially, like you said, in these smaller in-between pay-per-views, you've got your stadium shows, your Money in the Bank, your SummerSlam, and Clash the Castle. Don't kill us with these smaller... That, that you're, the stadium shows are going to feel bigger regardless because they're stadium shows. Because the set's going to look bigger, brighter, and everything... The crowd is just going to be louder because there's more of them. Um, yeah, it's okay to, you know, they didn't, they didn't, to their credit, didn't cram 10 matches on here with a bunch of stuff that didn't deserve pay, pay-per-view, premium live event, whatever. Um, and I, I also noticed, uh, I think it's Hell in a Cell, the logo for Hell in a Cell, like on their, their ad for maybe tickets going on sale, I'm guessing it was. It says like hell in a cell, and then right under it said premium live event. And I was like, oh, putting it on the logo. Great. Um, it's all about not, brand branding, Jim. Got a brand. We're pounding that phrase in everybody's head. Um, I read it's another one of the banned words. They can't say pay per view now. You're still on pay per view, though. I know you want people to go to Peacock. And again, you and I have talked about if you have the availability of peacock for five or ten dollars a month depending if you want to pay for the premium plus um i don't i pay five dollars um you get it for free with your cable um why would you pay 50 or 60 dollars to watch a wwe pay-per-view when you can get it for five seems silly this spoken from the guy who paid 30 dollars though for supercard of honor when i could add it for 10 so you just I, had an you had an itchy trigger finger, and no one blamed you for that. I, I did. I I didn't think it was going to be available that way. This way, we this we know is available through Peacock. So, anyways, well, AEW, we can um, 
talk a little Owen Hart Memorial Tournament. Uh, I am this week's rampage. I'm about halfway ish through, maybe a little bit more. Um, I'm through the Jungle Boy and uh, Ricky Starks match. Um, thinking Darby Allen for some reason. I'm like, no, he he's Jeff Hardy at the end of the show. Um, but uh, the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament has begun. Um, unfortunately, only eight people in it, but um, in each side, I, I wish they were 16 people tournaments, but the way that they timed it, they, I guess they kind of were because of the qualifying matches, but those weren't official tournament matches, they were qualifiers. So, um, Tom, do you have the bracket? I'm looking at the way you're looking, I'm thinking you have the brackets up. Yeah, yeah. So, I have b- both the men's and women's brackets up. So, when we when we recorded last week and talked about this, we had recorded late Wednesday. Uh, you had not seen Dynamite at that time. There were a couple of matches that were um, that had had it happened in reality, but not, you had not known. So we, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. It was the Ray Phoenix Dante Martin match, uh-huh. w- which Ray won. And so that on one side of the bracket was Ray and Kyle O'Reilly now, and then uh, Samoa Joe and the Joker. Um, and then on the other side, it was. Uh, was that did Jeff Hardy and Bobby uh, Hardy. Fish? Yeah, Hardy okay, Bobby yeah. Fish. And so did Jeff Hardy, of course, won and then faces Darby Allen and then Adam Cole, Dax Harwood. So left side, Ray and Kyle, Joe and the Joker. Winners there will meet. Other side, Jeff Hardy, Darby, Cole, Dax. Winners there will meet. Finals are going to be at double or nothing. So um, we're not going to talk about what happened Wednesday, um, even though one of these matches we both have seen. Um, I don't know that it would have changed your prediction, but let's let's just go. go you know, what what would how would you book this uh, tournament on the men's side, and and what what is the match you'd like to see at double or nothing? I think on the uh, what I think is the right side of the bracket, uh, Adam Adam Cole and Darby Allen winning <clears throat> make the most sense out of those, and um, we both have seen the Adam Cole match, so I could just say Adam Cole won it. Um, and that was great. And so it was a great, great match. Good golly. That, again, I know I mentioned a few weeks ago uh, just about the whole FTR thing that they were incubating for a while, and now they're, like, getting their shine again. This is shine for Dax Harwood here, too. Like, my word. What what a top-notch uh, in-ring performer. And I do have to say, nice heel move for Adam Cole to win with the sharpshooter, although it was the worst-looking sharpshooter I probably have ever seen. Um, but especially for I felt bad for Dax because Dax is such a Bret Hart fan that he, they could not get his legs into the right position for that move. It just it looked it didn't look great, but um but to use the sharpshooter in the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament, you know. Honestly, I'd have Adam Cole beat Darby Allen with the sharpshooter as well. Um have that be Adam Cole's story that he's going to win it and he's going to do it with Owen's own move kind of thing. Um, which, of course, was stolen from Brett anyways. But um, Brett's apparently signed a new long-term deal with WWE, so he won't be appearing. Um, Otherwise, I think Brett at Double or Nothing would have been really, really cool um, to present the trophy or whatever it is. Uh, The cup? The cup, cup, yeah. Um, But that's not going to be happening, although Martha Hart was there with Owen's kids, and I assume we may see them at Double or Nothing as well. So I would have Adam Cole come out of that side, probably. I think that's a good story. Uh, you know, the other side is really interesting to me in that you have Ray Phoenix and Kyle O'Reilly, 
which I think is a real pick em. Um There's a story you can tell if it's Kyle O'Reilly um, who wins that match. And yet there's a story you can tell if Adam Cole's the one winning and Kyle's not. Um, Kyle gets beat by Phoenix. Uh, and then you have Samoa Joe and the Joker. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I heard them saying or starting to allude to that match is happening next week. It is. There's a lot going on next week. So um, is Britt Baker's Joker match next week as well? It is. So they're calling next week's Dynamite Wild Card Wednesday. And I, I, that, I caught that um, right after the Joe promo um, before the Jungle Boy match, um, the Joe and, and Lethal. And I, I did kind of like that Sanjay Dutt said it's not Jay Lethal, it's not Satnam Singh. And I hope that's true. I, I, I know. I hope that's not, not a red herring. Right. I also hope it's not Sanjay Dutt because he did not say that it was not Sanjay Dutt. He said it was not Satin. I'm saying it was not Jay Lethal. So I hope it's not Sanjay Dutt. That, that would be the worst Joker reveal in AEW history. Right. Bar none. I mean, right. bar none. And I don't even need a list of all the Joker reveals to know that that would be the worst Joker reveal in AEW history. Actually, Jay Lethal or Satin, I'm saying, would be a better Joker than Sanjay Dutt. Um, I don't think it will be Sanjay, but um, I, I will say on that side, talking about our fantasy wrestling league, I have Cesaro on my roster. I've been considering dropping Cesaro and the Joker is the one reason I haven't <laughs> um, because I think there's at least a chance that's him. Um, it may not be. I won't be shocked if it's not, but I think, but if I drop him, it will be him. So if we all want Cesaro to show up next Wednesday, let me know. I'll drop him in the fantasy wrestling league and boom, he'll show up. Uh, so that's just my luck. But uh no matter who is the Joker, do you see – so Joe doesn't need to win here. I know he said he wants to win this tournament, and, 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 and I don't think it would be a bad move for him too. But because he has the Ring of Honor TV title, him getting screwed uh, in this match, perhaps intentionally or, or, or without, without the knowledge of the other competitor, um, feeds into the story with the Lethal and Sanjay and Singh group and allows – something else to happen is, is it, do you do you see that as well or do you think something else might need to play out i i do I, I i think joe gets screwed somewhere whether it's against the joker or whether it's in the, the semi-final match i don't see him going to the finals because i see joe versus lethal or some handicap match or something probably joe lethal though for the tv title at double or nothing like i think i think that's where you go so I, I I think he's going to get screwed. I, I'm going to, my pick would be Kyle O'Reilly to come out of that side. I think we get Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly at the pay-per-view, um, which would be really, really good and a heck of a story. So that's super interesting that you have that opinion because I thought about that match and I thought about how the Undisputed Elite is kind of just looking like they're unified and they're gelling. And to do this, like they don't necessarily have to not gel to have this be you know, the, the end, the, the, the tournament final. And they have a lot of history that I know, don't know that they would call upon, right? They, they could definitely acknowledge that they have history in the, across multiple promotions, but is this the right spot to do this? Especially with the, with the cohesion that appears to be existing with the undisputed elite at the moment. I'm going to go back. Um, I, I, I think it's, 
probably either it's going to, I think Ray gets Kyle. I think the Joker gets Joe. I would love, so let me, let me just get like, you know, fanboy out for a second. I would love if the Joker is Cesaro or CSRO or whatever they decide to call right, him. Whatever. Um, him versus Ray Phoenix is like mouth-watering unbelievable because I think that they those two styles complement each other. And when you think about how Cesaro has been a base for other smaller aerial talents in the past, going back to his Jakara days, this could have like, you know, just mind-blowing athleticism on display. I do think Adam Cole, no matter what happens on the other side of the bracket, is coming out. So it's going to be Cole versus someone. Could that someone be Ray Phoenix? Absolutely. Could it be the Joker? And if it's Cesaro, yes. And here's the thing. Cesaro beating Joe and then and then Phoenix. But then, like, you know, I think Cesaro like, looks to be, like, you know, um, Sportsmanship, you know, even though the Joe thing maybe has outside interference, the the Phoenix match probably probably tremendous back and forth if that's what we get. I mean, and again, it wouldn't be a bad idea if it's Kyle O'Reilly too. Uh, I, I think it's a better matchup with Phoenix just because again the you know the fanboy in me goes, that's just a dream match. Let's, let's give give it to us, Tony Khan. Um, and 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 then you know Cole versus Cesaro in the final. And then, and then Cesaro taking his first loss there would not would not damage him at all if that's if that's how this plays out. Yeah, I I definitely think that who the Joker is could change my opinion on Kyle O'Reilly coming out of that side. Um, if it is Cesaro, I think Cesaro probably is the guy going to the pay per view. Um, if, if it's Johnny Gargano, I think it's very possible it could be Johnny Gargano going to the pay per view. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking of people who might be available for that spot. Um, maybe it's Nick Gage. No, it's probably not Nick Gage. Um, if it's Matt Cardona, I shut off AEW. Um, no. <laughs> um, trying to think of some other names that have been thrown out there. I feel like those are the two biggies. Um, Cesaro and Gargano feel like the two. It's got to be Chris Hero, Jim. I, maybe. No, I'm joking. I'm I know joking. we've wanted him for every Joker or a wild card spot or last guy in the ladder match. Um, yeah, I'm starting to believe Chris Hero's happy doing what Chris Hero's doing. So, yeah, which is fine. Maybe Cesaro coming in. If Cesaro were to come into AEW, maybe Cesaro coming in tempts Hero to at least, for, even for a one-off. Like, man, give me Kings versus. Give me Kings versus FTR one time. One time. It just, you know, FTR has become probably them or the Briscoes, and it's funny because they have that match at Supercard. My favorite tag teams right now in wrestling. Um, and the Briscoes, I don't get to see all that much because I don't have access to access, um, as I've mentioned before, for Impact, and that that's where they're most right now. Um, they've been wrestling some GCW. I saw they did have to pull off the one in May. I saw Jay Briscoe tweeted yesterday because of the high-risk um, nature of Mark's wife's pregnancy. They're pulling off some shows over the next month, kind of kind of picking and choosing a little bit, which, again, as we talked about, you guys do what you need to for your family. That's 
anybody who's mad about not seeing you at a wrestling show because you need to do what you need to for your family is wrong, frankly. So um, uh, they were they were never announced for Warrior for Grand Rapids. So I don't think you're uh, you're you're not losing them if they were ever going to make that show. Um, and and by the way, I know I sent you a message about this. My goodness, Grand Rapids is getting a bunch of people. Yeah, and it's just the tip of the iceberg. And I'm pretty. I, I could be wrong, of course, but the idea that we're that you've got Osprey and Swerve, and they've been teasing something for a while. I think you're that's that. that's got to be where that match takes place. Yeah. It's got to be. I think you're getting that match for the for the Warrior title, um, and I wouldn't be shocked to see Swerve win it. Um, I wouldn't be and shocked to see. A, and that's a great weekend for Osprey because he's on GCW the next night in Providence, and he's fighting Nick Wayne. Yeah, Again, I, I talked about Nick Wayne, I think it was last week. Yeah, it was last week because that was like the first time we connected after me being under the weather um, from my GCW experience. That kid is kid is amazing. So I think he and Will, like I don't know what my Father's Day plans are yet, but that's a 4 o'clock in the afternoon show, and normally I get to do what I want to do on Father's Day. There's a good chance I'm parking in is front of – Is that show on Father's Day? It is on Father's Day. Yeah. It is on Father's Day. Okay. Four o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, I got a chance. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm tempted so by that. Based off one match, based off that one match, I yeah. I, what an opportunity for Nick Wayne. Um, cool for him, and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to see. Um, but yeah, I I agree. I think you're getting Osprey Swerve. Um, I wouldn't like to say I wouldn't be shocked to see Swerve win it because I think Osprey is going to have more and more obligations back in japan now now that he's able to it seems travel back and forth a little bit um so i just wonder if warrior might make that move because swerve might be a little more available to them than osprey is moving forward but again that's just me you know spitballing so and the irony of you saying if cardona shows up as the joker you're turning it off we also get matt cardona and chelsea Green at warrior wrestling in grand rapids so yeah, yeah which i'm not mad about I, I i don't i don't I, i'm not i'm not bothered by matt cardona so you get Jeff Cobb, which is, is awesome. You got Brian Cage versus Casey Navarro, which they've been, I think they've been building that a little bit or you're just in reading their results. Um, Athena is there. AQA I saw is there, which she hasn't necessarily done a lot for me and what I've seen her in AEW, but yeah, you, you got a show coming and, and there's more talent to be announced. Obviously they didn't, uh, I, at least I don't feel there was enough talent announced to fill out the whole show. So um, I think you got more coming and, and, Chances are they're not going to all be undercard. There's probably going to be at least one more, like, and we save this for you, too, kind of thing. And maybe it will be the Briscoes. Who knows? And, and, and there's a number of guys, I think, in Michigan that, you know, to reduce cost on travel make a lot of sense. Like, again, like Alex Shelley comes to mind. I would imagine Alex Shelley, if available and if interested, is a great fit for this show. Because sure. he, he's based out of Detroit, so him coming over. Um, there's other guys too, but Shelly is the first name that comes to mind only because I have a huge man crush on Alex. So <laughs> Alex Shelly McWayne was great at GCW in Detroit. Uh, before we talk, I will about say I'm, I'm very tempted to uh, attempt to uh, if you, if you decide to attend the meet and greet portion at all on that day, um, I'm very tempted to send you my Will Osprey figure and some money. So. So funny story. I'm not. Uh, okay. That's not, that. That's not. That's not funny. The funny part is the person I'm going with. We bought tickets together 
he has messaged me this week and said, Hey, I really want to go to that meet and greet now. I go, I, I go, I hear you. I go, I can't afford it. I go, I'm going to AW later that month. Um, I want to have money for Forbidden Door. Um, there's another show that's going to happen the night after AEW that um, I don't want to announce here because it's not public knowledge because it's behind a paywall. But I, I'll be on that side of the state, so I'm going to catch that show. Um, I need money for that. So the meet and greet, while it would be great and exciting and fun, um, I just you got my dividends. My dividends aren't right, aren't right. aren't aren't broad enough yet. So as a friend once told me, it's all cubic dollars. It's all cubic dollars. Well, so before we talk to the women's, you mentioned impact and not having access. I do want to share. So, of course, last week we recorded I was traveling. I continued to travel for work throughout the rest of the week. And on Thursday night, the place I found myself didn't have um, the Tigers game. on. They didn't have the channel, which is weird. I was in Metro Detroit and they didn't have a local, you know, the, the affiliate that you could get the Tigers game on. I always find that to be really crazy when, when right. they have like, like, a, in the area. Like, like, like a direct TV, right. And then you don't have that as part of the package. Um, it irks me, even though the Tigers have been playing like dog poo. Um, I still want to watch them. I love the Tigers. Uh, my, but by my fortune, I actually was able to see that they had access. So I watched a good portion of last a week ago's impact. And it was the, I, I think it was the first time since the FS1 days or Fox Sports oh, okay. whatever days that I watched, you know, Impact slash TNA. Not a bad, not a bad product. Not a bad product. I, 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 I was exhausted. I had been traveling. I had been going hard for work. Uh, so I got comfortable and I, you know, I think I fell asleep in the Monsters Ball match. It was Monsters Ball, PCO, and Jonah. And I kind of really wanted to watch that. And, and, and even more so, like the... The new the show that follows Impact on Access on Thursday nights is the one hour New Japan show, and they were going to have uh, Okada versus Zack Saber Jr. from I believe the, the the title match that came because of the the New Japan Cup. Again, th that that watched me. I did not watch that as I had fallen asleep. But nonetheless, I just wanted to shout out and say, out of the blue, like the one product I never see, but but do kind of keep an eye on because of fantasy wrestling was impact and I was able to watch it and it was it was an interesting interesting and entertaining show. So but right. I, our friend Chris says it's his favorite show right now to watch. So um I I'd like to watch it. I don't know if I had access to access I'd record it. I don't know where I'd find another out another two hours to watch another weekly show. Um but I'd, what? I'd like to try and credit to them. Recording so so yeah, credit to them. They had um, one of the matches was uh, W. Morrissey versus Brian Myers, and it was a tables match. And the commentary track referenced that Morrissey had been on AEW the night before, which was really great because it was it was probably live the tape, but it wasn't a live event. It, it was probably right, in the camp. Right, right. So the fact that they they did they did you know timely uh, announcing. Was 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 I thought you know kudos to them credit to that production aspect. Whenever you can be as 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 relevant and as current up to date um, as you as you address things, um, you, you gain points in my book. Absolutely. So on the women's side uh, for the Owen, we didn't talk the women's Owen. Um, yep. Can you can you run the bracket? I don't have in my head as well on that one. 
Yep. So I don't have I don't have left and right side. I just have the matchups. So on one side of the bracket, you have um, Tony Storm and Jamie Hader, and then uh, Britt Baker. That happened on Wednesday, I believe. That, right. That, that yeah, that happens Wednesday yeah, in the latter half yet. of the show, and then uh, and then Britt Baker versus the Joker. That's one side. Okay. Uh, and they have. I, I'm pretty sure you would have seen this at this point, based on where you've watched. They have a segment where they talk about, you know, Shivani's on the mic and he goes, "If each of you win, you're going to face each other." Yeah. And and, and and Britt goes, "Yeah." And if we do, the, the best woman will win. And she kind of gives Rebel like a wink and a nod, which which is subtle and but but also not like it, I like the way it was done. It was well done. Um, and then on the other side of the bracket, Ruby Soho Rio, uh, which is on. Uh, Rampage today, and then uh, Hikaru Shida and Red Velvet. So, uh, so I'll start and say I don't think we're getting I don't think we're getting Britt Baker and Jamie Hader. Even though I think there's money in that match, I don't think you do that here. I don't think that you that you give that away, or or like let that unfold now in this tournament setting. I think there's right. uh, you know Britt Britt is someone until she turns babyface at some point down the line, someone who you really want to pay to see her get her butt kicked. And I think Jamie Hayter is going to be one of those people who um, is a great protagonist to, to, to feed off of her in, in that spot, some point down the line, not here in this tournament. So um, again, and that's also presuming Britt Baker even defeats the Joker. And I don't even have a clue. I have less clue on the women's side about who I think the Joker is. Um, but, but if, no matter whom it is, I do think that a Tony Storm Britt Baker semifinal on that side makes a lot of sense. On I agree. the other on the other side, I, I see it being Soho and Sheeta. And I know we've talked a lot about Soho needing to be rejuvenated. Is is this where we get that? Is this is is this the tournament where Ruby Soho and again di- different but also the same because because Adam Cole was on that trajectory, then had the match with Paige where it was lights out or fault Texas death match. Death and he loses he loses, which I, it's weird. It's, it's it it wasn't it wasn't a kind of like a traditional loss in the sense of like, you know, like they, they make such a big deal about pinfall and submission losses, but that was a gimmick match. So it's it kind of in the lexicon of AEW it, it 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 means different in terms of being a loss. That being said, Cole still needs to be rehabbed. I think they're using this tournament as a platform to do that. Ruby Soho, completely different path. Again, came in really hot, came in as, you know, the wild card in, in when she came in in the Rumble. Great match with Britt Baker, but then kind of like that was that, and then middle, 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 and now we're back to here, and maybe she's on a rise back up. Yeah, I think... I agree with you. I think Storm Brit makes the most sense. The I think the two for me, the two more possible jokers are Candace. Again, if Johnny, I could see Johnny and Candace being the jokers. Uh, or Athena seems possible to me as well. Uh Nixon Newell would be a possibility as well, the former Tegan Knox. But um, I believe on one of the podcasts I've listened to with Sean Rassap, he said it's she's working on some visa issues um because she's not full-time employed and not a citizen um that's a that's that's an issue obviously for for someone in her situation so uh, otherwise i think it could be her and it could be her maybe she gets her visa 
Maybe she's got her visa sorted out and just hasn't told anybody yet because she wants it to be a surprise. Could be her. Um, but I think Britt finds a way there. Um, I, I don't know who wins the Storm Hater match, but I would be a little bit surprised if Hater beat Storm at this point. Um, I agree. I think Soho Shida, there's a slight piece of me that could see Red Velvet somehow, some way, only because they've recently put her into the baddies with, with Jade and Kiara Hogan. Um, but I, I doubt that. I, I think Sheeta gets that win. Um, I would say Serena Deeb could get involved, but she's moved on to Thunder Rosa now. So um, that seems to have run its course. Um, otherwise, I could if if Deeb and Sheeta were still going at it, I could definitely see Deeb uh, costing Sheeta that match and Red Velvet moving on. But but now that she's moved on to Rosa, I think uh, I think Sheeta wins that match. I I really like to see a Ruby Soho Tony Storm final. Like I don't because I think both of those people, women have not been utilized yet to their fullest potential. Um, and if I had to like, if somebody said make your pick today, if, if that's the way that I think it might go, I, I think there's definitely a chance Britt Baker could win the whole thing. Uh, because you got her as that top level. And boy, if you had Britt and Adam Cole both win their respective Owen Hart tournaments and then have them as the couple who won them both, I mean, you could do some stuff with that. You yeah. could do some stuff with that. Um, but I, I, I could see Tony Storm winning the thing, to be honest. Um, and I wouldn't mind that because I'm a Tony Storm fan. So um, that, I, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting yeah. to see. I think we have consensus. I do think that the final is Storm versus Soho too, and and I, and and you, you make a really compelling point there. Like it, it would make it would be a good move to as much as I want Ruby Soho to get rebuilt. Like is her story better told by coming up short here again? Like does right. it make does it make the payoff better in the long run? And and you know Tony Storm is is fresher, quote unquote. Right, and if you do that. A, I think you elevate Storm, but B, follow up on the Soho thing. Don't just have her lose and then not be a thing. Like, don't do that. Uh, so, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. Uh, really quick on tournaments, this is an AEW. Uh, there's an NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. I don't know if you've seen NXT. I know you don't see it sometimes. Um, have you seen that bracket at all? I mean, it's set up for Roxanne Perez, the former. Uh, it's got to be Roxanne Perez and Nikita Lyons in the finals, right? Yeah, yeah. That that was my thought. And and Roxanne, I think, has to win it, even though I think Nikita is definitely on the rise and is definitely over like Rover. Um, I mean, they're building to Roxanne and Mandy. So unless you have Mandy cost her the tournament and say, "Ha, now you don't get a title shot," and then she gets one anyways, you know, one anyways somehow. They're building that title match. Too bad uh, thinking of Nikita Lyons. Like this is like a twenty-year throwback to Raw. Too bad LaFen Nikita still isn't on USA because what a great crossover. <laughs> you know, Nikita Lyons in our main event leads right into LaFem Nikita. Right, the, and, and get Nikita the, Lyons a guest spot on LaFem Nikita. The, the new episode. <laughs> Bring it back for one one night only. People, um, people who had who did not watch Raw in like '94 are like, "What are you guys talking about?" Right. Anybody under the age of 35 doesn't understand what we just talked about, but that's okay. Um, maybe not 35. Maybe 32. Um, 
Anything else at AEW or tournament or a lot of tournaments no, going on right now? Yeah, and so no, nothing else to add at the moment. Um, it's been weird now that I watched it at 5.30 and nor will I watch it tonight at 5.30 because we have baseball. But Rampage being at 5.30 at night is a weird start time. And I think they did really bad ratings last week, which, you know, terrible. I understand that, I understand what you have to do when you have, when you have multiple partners in the NHL and the NBA on the Turner Networks. You, you know, you, there has to be some flexibility, but that 5.30 start time, I don't know, would you rather have a 5.30 start time or would you rather say, you know, it's going to air after the playoffs? I, I almost think they should do both. Like do okay. the premiere at 5.30 and then say it'll also repeat, be repeated. You know, we'll also show an encore presentation. You don't say repeat, an encore presentation of Rampage directly following the NBA playoffs on TNT tonight. So that then you can use the game to lead into if for anybody like on the West Coast, that's two thirty. Like, right. Everybody's at work. Nobody's watching that thing at two thirty. Um, I mean, it's four thirty my time. I'm right now. I have an obligation from three to five at work tonight. I, there's no way I can watch it at four thirty. I'm not home at four thirty. Um, now I can record it and we, you know, everybody DVRs, whatever, but I, I think it would be, I think you show it then that's fine if you want to, but I would do an encore, you know, what, what's TNT showing after the NBA playoffs tonight, you know, probably a movie or something, push that back an hour and show an encore fan page. Um, but, well, they didn't put me in charge of the TNT schedule today. So who knows? Uh, lots of tournaments though. Best of the Super Junior starts this weekend. NXT breakout, two Owen tournaments. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. I don't think Impact has any tournaments. GCW doesn't have any tournaments happening currently anyways. Um, they've got Tournament of Survival coming up in uh, in June. So there is a tournament coming there too. One night deathmatch tournament. That's your thing. Um, all right, Tom. Last topic, not wrestling related. We got just a little bit of time to talk about the NFL schedule came out yesterday. Exciting day for those of us who are big NFL fans, which Tom and I are both. Uh, I am a diehard Chicago Bears fan, and lately it has been dying and hard. Um, and you are a diehard Lions fan, and for a long time it has been dying and hard for you. Um, what uh, What are you looking forward to in the Lions? We were... We were talking before we clicked record, man, that Thanksgiving game, they did not give the Lions a layup. Yeah, no. I, and arguably right now on paper, I think that's the sexiest game on Thanksgiving day. Uh, so that's, so that's cool. Like, I mean, and, and, and have that be the kickoff of the day. That's pretty awesome. Um, the Buffalo I mean, Bills, by the way, for anybody who hasn't seen the schedule, the Buffalo Bills are at Yeah. Bill, Bills, Lions. I want to say it's Giants, Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken, and it's Patriots, Vikings rounding out the Thanksgiving right, slate yeah. on, on, I don't have that in front of me, but I, I'm pretty sure that's what I saw last night. And so now this, right. this noodle still works every once in a while. Um, so yeah. So aside from the, and, and that's the only kind of like nationally televised game as of, as of now for the lions, I like what, what the NFL has done, how the last week of the season, they, they flex the games. They don't, they don't, they do not assign a start time because if those games, they want to make sure the games that are going to be most impactful for perhaps playoff or matchup, um, you know, who knows? If we, if, you know, if the if the Houston Texans, you know, surprise us next year, then they deserve some shine on the last week. Um, 
so aside from Thanksgiving Day, which is always just a, a tradition as a Lions fan, um, lately it's not been a fun tradition. But but if if the Lions turn turn things around or continue to build on what they've done, um, and the Bills remain at the level they are, which I can't imagine that them not, that should be it could could be potentially a Thanksgiving shootout. You know, fifty five fifty final score, something to that effect. Throw the defenses out the window, let everybody eat. Um, and then you'll feast on you know Thanksgiving dinner later in the day. Beyond beyond that, as a Lions fan, um, I I haven't been to a Lions game I think since December of I want to say eighteen. It might have been December of nineteen. Um, so I, I do want to get back to Ford Field this year and see the Lions. Um, I I think I want to go to the Seahawks game in early October, um, even though the Seahawks aren't potentially going to be as good as they were with the, with a re- reset at quarterback. I do think that has the potential to be a, a good game. I like the Seahawks. Uh, I, I like Russell Wilson, but I, I also like the Seahawks. So Seahawks Lions is a fun matchup on paper. I do like to let the Lions start with three out of the four first games at home. So that not not necessarily easy matchups: Eagles, Commanders, Vikings, and Seahawks. You know, again, this is and they were on, this is what was on the radio here in Michigan this morning. Everyone plays the uh, look at the look at the schedule and predict this predict the record game. I haven't done that by any means with the Lions, but I'm going to do it here for the first four. I do think there's a good chance the Lions could come out of that three and one, or perhaps even four and zero. Oh. The the eagle the Eagles will be tough. I, I agree, but the Eagles are at, at Ford Field, and uh, those other games, the Commanders, who knows? Vikings at Minnesota, we play them tough all the time, and then Seattle, we should beat Seattle at Ford Field. So watch out when we enter mid October, and your Detroit Lions, my Detroit Lions, are four and zero. Motor City Madness, baby. That'd be crazy, crazy. Um... I mean, I, I guess I'm. Well, I'll admit, part of when I did the, the anybody is watching on YouTube, I had a react, a visual reaction. Uh, my initial reaction was, "There's no way they're beating Seattle," but then I had to stop myself and go, "Wait a minute, Seattle doesn't have Russell Wilson anymore. Um, they've still got two very, very good wide receivers and some running backs. I don't think Chris Carson's probably coming back. It doesn't sound like from that neck injury. Rashad Penny played very well last year. They drafted Kenneth Walker. They've got some running game, but man." quarterback situation is not good in Seattle. So yeah, and, and beyond of that. For sure. And, and and before before I pitch it to you and you share your thoughts on the Bears schedule and, and maybe the matchup or two that you're most looking forward to beyond beyond just our fandom of our own individual teams. I mean the NFL slate has you know some really exciting games that will happen this year. You know the kickoff game is Buffalo and the Rams. So you talk about again the NFL is clearly behind the Buffalo Bills. From from yep. at least a marketing standpoint, they, they they know they've got a high energy team, a marketable team, marketable young talent. I mean, how could you not be hitching your uh, wagon to that horse or that bill, that buffalo uh, after after the after after the magic in Kansas City last year, where they almost unseated the the Chiefs in the in the divisional uh, final. Um, or semifinal, uh, and then and then you've got I think next next year the the Bucks and the and the the Bucks and the Cowboys play at some point. 
and um, I think the, Ram, the Rams, and, Rams and the Packers, and then Russell Wilson returns to Seattle. So those two, so that's those, week one. yeah, Russell Wilson yeah. goes to Seattle week one. And is that that's the Monday night game? Is that correct? Uh, I believe the Monday night, Sunday night okay. or Monday night, one of them. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so lot lots of exciting um, things. I will say one thing. I will say, and I apologize, I'm monopolizing. I feel our time. One the, the 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 team I didn't hear or feel a lot of buzz about yesterday, and it's surprising in a little bit, is is the Cincinnati Bengals. This was your AFC representative in the Super Bowl last year, and Joe Burrow and their other talent are emerging. Yet, yet the shine isn't going to them. From I believe, at least, it's going to Buffalo. That's a good point. And and Cincinnati's gotten a lot better on the offensive line. Their offensive line was oofta last year. Um, Chicago might have been the only one worse. And I actually, I think Cincinnati's might have been worse. Which sounds crazy to say when Cincinnati was in the Super Bowl. Um, Joe Burrow was that good last year. Imagine if you can let the guy actually stand there in the pocket for a minute. Um, because he couldn't last year. They were, they were firing on all cylinders at him last year. They were turnstiles standing in front of him. Um, I mean, it was bad. So, which is the Rams exploited that, the Super Bowl, um, as you would expect with that front seven. But, uh, yeah, so the Bears, uh, you know, for me, it's the first two weeks. So, and this is totally a personal thing. Um, the 49ers were my brother's favorite team. Um, so starting off with the 49ers at home is very, very cool for me. Um, and the Packers are my mom's favorite team. So having the Packers on Sunday night in week two, I mean, just personally, for me, those are two games I'm super stoked for. Um, you know, I would love to beat Green Bay on Sunday night, have a little bragging rights on my mom. Um, yeah, it would just, that would be fun. Um, so so personally, like from that end for me, I, I love the way the schedule lined up for the first two weeks. Those are, are kind of must-see for me. Um, I may have to go – I'm just thinking the the Bears-Niners is not going to be a really national noon game. I'm probably not going to get it in Nebraska. Um, so I may have to go find one of the bars that has the, the direct ticket situation um, to be able to see that one, but, but I will do that. Um, will will <laughs> that I, – I have to imagine Justin Fields is, is embedded as the Bears starter. Yes. Yes. Now, the Are other, the, the other side of that coin, do we get Trey Lance? I, I think we do. Okay. I, I think we do. Um, uh, again, barring injury, of course, and and barring just him being atrocious in the preseason or something. Um, I, I still think Jimmy Garoppolo gets moved. I I just think a lot of teams. I think a lot of teams are doing with him what they're doing with Baker Mayfield. They're saying they know the teams want to move him so bad that they're not willing to give anything up for him, and they're going to see will you cut him. And then we can sign him for whatever we want to um, on a prove-it deal. Yeah, I feel like they're, they're hanging on. I, I forget which season this was, but I want to say there was a year, five or six or so years ago, where there was like a, a significant injury to a quarterback in the preseason, and it, and it prompted a team to make a deal. I feel like the Vikings are coming to mind, and I don't know who or what this quarterback would have been. Um right. But but I feel like that's going to be the spot where either the, the the Browns or the Niners find themselves in, should they feel comfortable enough in, you know, pulling the trigger on that deal at that time. I think with the Browns, you know, the NFL is not yet, if I recall, right, levied a suspension on Deshaun Watson. 
So the Browns are not. They haven't said they're not going to either. So precisely, yeah. So so depending on how that may or may not play out, even though I think that you know there could not be any more sour grapes in the world than what happens in Cleveland between the Browns and Baker Mayfield. I do think that they want to squeeze the juice out of that grape to continue that analogy. Uh, you know, should Deshaun Watson be suspended? Yeah, which from a team standpoint makes sense. Yeah. Because they signed Jacoby Brissett. I don't think a lot of Baker Mayfield. I have a friend who he and I have gone back and forth. He thinks Baker is like a top ten quarterback in the NFL. And and I think I think Baker is probably a top thirty two. Like he should probably be a starter, but I don't have him anywhere near my top ten. Um I mean not even close, honestly, for me. Um but is he better than Jacoby Brissett? Yeah, I think he is. Um, so, yeah, if, if you're going to lose Deshaun Watson for six, eight, or more games, would you rather have Baker as your starter for those games to start your season and then bring in Deshaun Watson, you know, to finish the season out? Hopefully Baker's put you in a, a reasonable spot. I mean, from a team standpoint, I get it. Now, from a team morale standpoint and how what does Baker feel and how does Baker act and all of that, the jury's still out on all of that. I agree. Well, it's and if you're Baker Mayfield, you don't want to go in there despite the fact that you probably hate the organization or, you know, or have fallen out of sorts with them. You don't want to go in there and not give your best effort because you, it's That's like an audition. It, 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 yeah. It's an audition for your future employer. Like if you go right. in there and act unprofessional and you're like, you throw games or like you perform miserably. Well, you're, you're definitely not. You don't care, right. Yeah. 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 And I agree with you. I, God forbid a, a serious injury to a locked in starter where maybe they don't have a great backup situation. Um, I, I think uh, a Jimmy Garoppolo, frankly, I think Nick Foles might sit on the market until then too. He could be a, a, a bring in if somebody's going to lose someone for a year, you know, the year, unfortunately, um, which fortunately sometimes those things happen. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, same thing with you. I, I told you, I think before we click record, I kind of went through the schedule and, and did a little, um, you know, win-loss thing. And, um, boy, the homerism in me shows through because I apparently think the Bears are going to be a, you know, number one or two seed in the NFC, apparently. But, um, which they're not. I know they're not. Like, this team isn't that good. Um, I think they – I like what they did in the draft. I like what Ryan Poles is doing. Ryan Poles is building for the long term, not for this year. And so it's, I think it's going to be a tough year, although I think they're going to be better um, than they were. So so I'll do the first four um, kind of thing like you did as well. I like that idea. Um, they have the Niners at home. I, I think that's a winnable game. I, I think they can beat the Niners with Trey Lance. Um, now, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, the Niners have, have lost a little bit. It, does Debo play in that game? I think there's questions around that. Is Debo a 49er? I, I don't. I think it's a winnable game. I think it's a little bit of a 50-50, but I'm going to go ahead and take the win because I'm a Bears fan. Um, the Packers, it's in Green Bay. It's on Sunday night. We're not going into Green Bay and beating Green Bay on Sunday night. I, I, Of course, I want them to. I will be thrilled if I'm wrong on that pick, but we're getting beat by Green Bay. If, if we're going to beat Green Bay, it'll be later in the season at home when maybe the team has come together a little bit more, if we have any shot. And, and maybe Jordan loves playing because Aaron Rodgers, you know, gets inoculated or something. I don't know. We'll move on from him. Um, 
the Texans uh, in week three, I think that's an absolute winnable game. Uh, the Texans are not a good football team. Uh, that's a, that's the Lovey Smith revenge game. So I know Lovey probably wants to. to be, Dude, you were uh, in my head. Those were the words <laughs> running across. It's like a banner across my forehead. I swear you read it. I, Lovey wants to come to Chicago and beat the Bears. I'm sure, even though nobody's there that you know is involved with Lovey being there. But uh, I think the Bears win that game, and then we go to New York uh, and or New Jersey, I guess, and play the Giants. Um, I I think that's a winnable game. I, I the Giants are not good. Um, Daniel Jones has not proven anything. Uh, Saquon Barkley has not looked like Saquon Barkley lately. So I mean. I could see a three and one start to the year or two and two, because um, I think that Niners game is definitely a, a, a losable game as well. I think it's a winnable game, but I think it's a losable game. Uh, if they don't beat Houston, it's going to be a long year. That would be a sign that it could be a very long year. Um, and I think they beat the Giants. So I think three and one, two and two after the first four, which is not bad for a team that uh, there was a guy who had power ranks on the NFL network that I saw on Tuesday. They were just scrolling across the bottom at the bar that I was at doing trivia. And he has the Bears ranked 30th in the power rankings. Wow. I don't think that's I don't think that's entirely accurate. But Houston and Jacksonville were the only two teams below below Chicago. And I'm like, come on. They're look, they're not a top 10 team. I understand that. He had the Lions at like mid, like 17. Like he had like, and I'm like, come on. Like I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of energy both in Michigan and I think nationally around the Lions. And I, I think, think the Lions are doing the right things. I don't think they're that far ahead of Chicago at this point. I, I think I think hard knocks might be what helps people become. Uh, they're gonna people. People are gonna gain. The Lions are gonna gain favor. I think with some people because of hard knocks, maybe or 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 they'll alienate people. Uh, <laughs> right. It's it, 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 it's really interesting. Uh, you know, I'll I'll say this. You know living in the Detroit sports like kind of lexicon for a moment oh, yeah. there were there was there was there was a lot of hype for the Tigers not necessarily they were ready to compete this year but we thought with, with the pitching you know a year under their belt and some of the youth and then we're literally like the it, we may we I it didn't look at records this morning but we may be the worst team record wise in MLB we may we're probably second I think it's the Reds and then sadly the Tigers. The Reds won a few lately though, so it's probably close. Yeah. They did, yeah. So so the Tigers, you know, there were there was rumblings and, and murmur that you know the Tigers could compete for a wild card. And I know the MLB season is long, right? Where they're 40-ish games in, there's still 120 to go. But with the clip that they're on now, um not not looking good. So so yeah. so so, to, right. so ten, the Reds are still the worst team. Temp- tempered expectations is 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 the is the narrative of of this statement it going you know and i i wasn't unrealistic about the tigers i didn't have i didn't think that they were going to be world beaters this year i thought they'd be in a better spot than they are now but but i'm, I'm not ready to to merge that line of thinking and attach to the lines yet because it's still too early so we'll see if nothing else the lions should be fun to watch I think you think the Bears should be fun to watch because it's Justin Fields' second year, um, and, and 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 a new coach in Chicago, Eberflus, right? Eberflus. Eberflus. Well, Eber, just don't forget to Eberflus later on. Right. So. Right. No, I, I think Detroit. You know, I will be honest. Uh, I will have HBO Max come August uh, because I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, and the prequel that they're doing, uh, House of the Dragon, comes out in August. Uh, so I will be 
subscribing to HBO Max sometime between now and August. I want to watch Game of Thrones through before House of Dragons, so probably this summer. And uh, I'm looking forward to watching uh, Hard Knocks again. I, I watched it back in the day when I've had HBO. Um, I've always enjoyed it. The one thing I will say it does for me, um, and I know we're running up against time here, is um, it affects my drafting in fantasy football because I end up liking a couple of guys on that team because they make them look good on the show and then they suck during the regular season. So I have to try to temper that and not all of a sudden think that the Lions are going to have four Pro Bowl wide receivers or something. You know, like The power of production efforts, right? All of a sudden, DJ Shark, Shark is going to be the greatest receiver to ever touch a football in, <laughs> in Detroit. So um, if Goff can play well, I think the Lions could have a fun offense. I think they... Jameson Williams is going to be a stud. You may not get him for the first half of the season, maybe, with that injury. But um, if not, they didn't draft him for this year. They drafted him for long term. So I, Jameson Williams is going to be a stud. I'm on Ross St. Brown has proven to be very good. Shark uh, Shark is not bad. Shark, Shark, however you say his name. Uh, TJ Hawkinson. They got weapons. If Again, Goff is kind of in that situation of, of Tua, if if golf doesn't produce, it's not because they didn't give him some people to throw the ball to. So, that's right. Um, that is right. That's, that's going to be on Jared Goff at this point. So, well, the NFL portion of our podcast um, is you were going to say something there, Tom. Yeah, yeah no, I was going to say as we wrap up, you know, letting folks know uh, next week we have some schedule conflicts, so we won't be back with an episode next week. So the next time you can join us here on Two Spot Monkeys Live, probably about two weeks from now, uh, depending on when you hear this. Uh, and that will be a big show because that'll be the show heading into Double or Nothing Weekend. So we'll have a lot of AEW talk to catch up on, probably two weeks worth of, actually it will be two weeks worth of Dynamite and Ram- and Rampage. And the entire card, as we know it at that time, will be set for, for Double or Nothing. So we will reconvene on head-to-head picks and I'll see if I can, you know, close the gap on you, Jim. That's right. I'm- you know, and, and I'll probably wait if I if I can win this thing. I'll probably wait because San Diego Comic Con will be coming in July, and so there'll be a lot of reveals, most likely of some figures and things. So there might be something cool that I I, I want to get. Otherwise, I mean, depending on the price point, because it might be just a little more than we normally spend. That Malachi Black uh, Supreme Collection Ultimate, whatever in the world it is, AEW calls them, would would look mighty nice on a shelf in my man cave. So absolutely, but. I'm not counting on it yet because there's still at least three, sounds like four shows. So you could easily make that up uh, with me, with you making some good picks and me making some bad ones. So we shall see. Well, everybody have a great week. Stay safe, stay warm, cold, cool, whatever it is you need to stay where you are, depending on the weather. Um, And uh, we'll be back in about two weeks. And that episode might even get recorded at a different time. We'll see how that schedule works out with Memorial Day weekend. But, uh, We'll be back in about two weeks for more with Two Spot Monkeys Live.